Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkast mit Tom Reimann und David Bell. Guys, hey, I uh, just want to say it's. I last time we all spoke together was during a uh, best bad movie ever. It was. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, it's it's For, really good to hear from you guys. Yeah, you too. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, what dreams what may dreams come, may right? Come. Yeah. <clears throat> a movie I have not I have not checked up on that movie since. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. I haven't what looked like? to see how that movie's getting by. Yeah, I mean, it's been like, what, six years, seven years since we recorded that? At least, right. yeah. It's roughly, yeah. you know. Yeah, I've been checking the Google stats, and huge spike, huge spike ever since the podcast. And, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> people oh, yeah, checking we, out the movie. <laughs> we put that movie on the map. Really That's did. really did, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> they, uh, they needed it, you Yeah, know? a lot of people thought it was Cuba's Oscar. Nope, it was us. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was us that made people notice that movie. Ninety-three percent, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, so do we just? Uh, yeah, I sh- mean, this is the show. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say we take take a second to shake it off and and start going. Or, uh, ah. I mean, we're probably gonna include a lot of this. I just usually <laughs> we just usually bullshit right up until I do the intro, which is right. Welcome to the episode of Hypecast. 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 <laughs> The show where we get hyped about stuff and or things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. I'm a person here that's named Jamie French. Hey! Hi, Jamie. Hey, how's it going, guys? Ooh, I'm going good. Well. I'm I, good. I, I How gotta, are you? I gotta say, we usually clown our way through the guest introduction, but you just, you nailed it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, know? you, knew, you knew what to do, and you did I, it. You know, I've been studying the podcast. I really have. <laughs> No, I got to tell you, I'm I'm actually kind of I'm actually kind of sad, Tom, because I'm coming to the end run of Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. Oh, of the animated yeah. series. The, uh, yeah, of the whole the whole bit. I've really burned through them. <laughs> oh wow. Well, I, I joined. I signed up as a a, a patron about a, I was like a month ago. Oh, oh wow! And Thank you. I I've totally like. I blew my, I fucking blew my wad on, uh, the, uh, Fox Mulder podcast, <laughs> uh, and, which is amazing. Loved it. But now Thanks. it's just me and the fucking Batman podcast and I'm just about done and it's sad. <laughs> ah, well, we'll make more. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn well better at $5 a month, man. I want my fucking money's worth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the good news is is that there's so much Batman. Jeff and I will literally be doing this show until the sun crashes into the earth, forever, or, or vice versa. <laughs> <clears throat> awesome. 
Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to <laughs> watching Batman every week until I die. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were, in fairness, Tom, you were going to do that either way. Probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, before we start to actually get into anything, can I just like, j- on the chance that Michael Swain may be uh, listening to this, mm-hmm. he's um, always listening. Yeah. A, a couple episodes ago, it might be last episode, depending on when this comes out. Um, he he made a they might be giants reference just a short while ago for a, a song called uh, No One Knows My Plan, and it landed with a thud, an audible thud. And I just want to let him know, Michael, if you're listening, I had fucking devil horns up. I was like, fuck yeah, it's my favorite band, fantastic song. You, you know, your <laughs> reference wonderful. has not been wasted. <laughs> I'm sure he will be. Congrats. Yeah, he will be very excited to hear that. Yeah. In fact, he might even be in the room right now. I don't know. Jeez, I don't know. Again, flips. he's always he's always listening. <laughs> he's always there. It never. He's turn, always there. It, 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 Three a.m. You never ever want to turn around. Bam, Swain. Yep. Right. You never know. He's right there, behind a shower oh, yeah. curtain. I don't know. Don't look up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, geez, Dave. What? Dave, what is it, Tom? We've got, we... we've got some producers that we should yeah, name. Yeah, I moved. I'm uh, hey, I moved around the producers a little bit because we were getting a little top heavy. We Ooh. were, yeah, that's true. Uh, and we got we got a couple new ones. Um, this one, I the name is pending, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I want to thank them now, which is a uh, uh, new 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 producer, Robert Sealand. Um, Woo! Thank you, thank you, Robert. <laughs> I wonder if it's. Any affiliation with the principality of Sealand? Yeah, the uh, the country. Or if that, perhaps uh, if perhaps he is at war with Earth Sea. Right. No, it could go either way. Yeah. No, I I I'm really looking forward to getting to the bottom of this mystery. Is he from mm-hmm. the UK, or Sealand? I'm sorry. Sealand. Well, Sealand's off the coast of the UK. That's why. Yeah. It's, that's uh, why I'm wondering. Yeah. It's technically not the UK. It's its own. It's its, it's own, own principality. Of course. Where anything goes, anything goes on Sealand. You know what? I think it's a safe bet to just assume that he is. Yeah. All right. We'll just yeah. assume that he is. Nice. We got the we got the country of Sealand on our side. That's good to know. Yeah. Finally. No. Finally. Um, another thank you to Exploding Runes. Woo! Which uh, Tom is that a reference you understand? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, they they overestimated our nerdiness. I have been yeah, told. Yeah, I was gonna a, say. Sounds like some nerd shit. I, yeah, it's a D and D reference. I already don't oh, like them. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say it might it might be a Diablo reference, but I was. Uh, okay. Uh, but thank you, exploding runes. Yes. Sorry, we don't get the reference. Yeah. Uh, we're. I guess we're. I don't know. We're not nerdy enough. Is it like a monk thing, or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I could Google it right now. No, I'm not gonna. don't. Don't do that. Okay. Mm-mm. Also, thank you to Law Donger. PI, mm. private investigator. <laughs> thank you for all your hard work. Yeah. Uh, also, thank you to Andrew, quote, Andrew Howe, unquote, Howe. Nice. Thank you, Andrew, Andrew. Big how, thanks. How. Big thanks, Andrew, Andrew, Howe, Howe. Yeah. Also, thank you to Asking Seven. Uh, I don't. I have no idea what that's a reference to. Oh, I don't know. I want to know. <laughs> put it, put Message it, me. Put it, put it there with exploding runes. We can... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, thank you to Vincent. Yeah. Vincent the Vampire. Vincent the Vampire. With, you know, I'm looking at it. Vincent with a Y. Vincent with a Y. Yeah. V-Y. It screams vampire. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a big offer. 
spelling your name with a Y like that, Vincent. Yeah, I don't think... Oh, it's a bold Vincent, move. Yeah. <laughs> Vincent never said that they were a vampire. But they never uh, said they, that they weren't. Well, well, I yeah, think exactly. I it think, was just assumed by this name. I think with the Y, it's implied. Yeah, I think so. I think I think that's fair. Fair to, to assume. Yeah, it's the same as having like a pair of Dracula fangs or a bat on your driver's license. You're you're mm-hmm. telling us, but you're not telling us. You know, if you on po- your driver's right. license. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like when you pop your collar, you're low key telling people that there's something vampiric about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're at least testing the waters. Right. Right. You're letting people know that you're at least two hundred years old. <laughs> at mm-hmm. least, at the very least. Um, okay, I'll pick it up here. Thanks to Red yep. MD. Mm, um, a medical doctor. doctor. Yeah. yeah. Ah, and nice. possibly a reverend? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and also could be a vampire. Everybody could be a Everyone vampire. Everyone on this list could be a vampire. <laughs> we don't know. He, he's wearing two very heavy hats. Yeah. A reverend mm-hmm. and a doctor. One of them is a really tall Pope hat. Um, <laughs> next is, uh, thank you to Dracula the Bus Driving Vampire. Woot. Thank you, Count. Almost certainly a vampire. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, special thanks to HP Love Shaft. <laughs> Thank you, HP. Never get tired of that name. <laughs> Always a pleasure. <laughs> uh, thank you to John Munez. Hey. Thank you, JM. And thank you to Captain Toenail. Gross. Mm. Thank you, yeah. Captain. <laughs> now, uh, Jamie, you want to grab the last couple of names here? Yeah, sure. We also have... Uh, Wavy Rancheros. Well, sh- should I say that with a little bit of roll on the R? Wavy Rancheros. Nice. Uh, th- thank you, Wavy. Uh, we also have ooh, another doctor. Wow. Uh, Dr. Kitty MD. So Dr. Yeah. Kitty Doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah whole, Dr. Kitty Doctor, have, yeah. We have a lo- you know, the medical community is really into us. Yeah. Uh, we also, uh, well, yeah, and thank you very much. We also have uh, Mr. DNA. Mm. Yeah, all caps DNA. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Mr. DNA. Yeah. Which <laughs> I mean, it's probably a Jurassic Park reference, but maybe it's Mr. Blood, and it's another vampire. That's true. Yeah. Y- you know what? I, yes, I, I sense a theme. Uh, yeah. we, we also have. Oh, ooh, okay. I want to make sure I say this right. It's kind of weird. I don't know how to pronounce this. Lauren Cucci. Pronounce. Think- oh well, it says right there on the notes. Yeah. It says, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Lauren Gucci. Sorry, yeah. Lauren. <laughs> Lauren, we funny. love you. We always have. Yeah, thank you, Lauren. We've struggled with this name on a couple of episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's why I put I specifically put in, pronounced like Gucci. Yeah. I don't have time to read ahead. I, my time is very valuable. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, and uh, thank you guys. Uh, yes. I moved a lot of you to the next section, so don't get don't get stressed out. Stay if tuned. You didn't hear your name yet. It's mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Good God. Uh, <laughs> Calm should, down. Yeah, I think we should probably get into the trailers now. What do you think? Yeah, we can probably get into the trailers. Yeah, yeah, let's I do guess. that. Ah, geez, okay. Uh, the first one is for. First of all, this is this uh, week is like the opposite of last week. Last week was like we were pummeled by news. I think the Tenant trailer came out. Yeah. Uh, we heard about the Zack Snyder uh, cut that was coming uh, yep. out. Mm. Yep. This week has been uh, a more subdued, and so in a way, a lot of these trailers are kind of movies that deserve more hype. Yeah, these are all very small uh, movies, except for, except for the Disney one. 
Except for the Disney one. But oh, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to talk about that Disney one. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with this first one for Alive. Alive. Uh, yeah. This is a zombie movie. Is this South Korean? I'm it, it is. Not I, sure. I, no, I think it is. I and I, my first impression, uh, uh, please, people, go watch the, the trailer for this, Alive. It's new. It should pull up right away. Um, my first impression was that for a uh, Shaun of the Dead remake, I, this doesn't seem like it was going to be very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, was um, Train to Busan, that was also South Korean, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they've been kind of, like, Train to Busan uh, killed it with the zombie genre, so... I, I'm wondering if this country, they're just like, let's do it. Let's do zombies now. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is kind of like stopped. Um, and it's and it's very like, and then Peninsula, that trailer. Like, I never thought I would be reinvigorated by zombie movies. Yeah, uh, they are pretty overdone, but Peninsula look looks rad. good. Uh, this one looks like, uh, from what, my trailer didn't have English subtitles. It had subtitles, no, but yeah. they were also Korean, I think. Oh, yeah, um, it, it did. It looked very kinetic. It it looked like it, you know, keep your eye occupied. But it did look like a zombie movie. I, I didn't see what was like standoutish about it. Maybe. Yeah, I, 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 I like, like the idea that it seems like it's just like someone trying to. It's like about someone trying to move in with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to take and place in. It? Yeah, it seems to take place in one like apartment complex. Yeah, which is kind of interesting, but is I ver- like but is very. I mean, it is. I mean, of course, that's like the original zombie movie. That's Night of the Living Dead, where everybody's just in a house. Right, that's true. But, yeah, it's it is sort of like the ultimate or the the original zombie plot, which is just that, like, what are we guys? What are we going to do about these zombies? <laughs> like that's, and that's that's kind of enough uh, drama for the zombie genre, I guess. I don't know. There's something about this. I, maybe it's the look of the zombies. Um. I I don't know what it is that stuck out to me, but it looked rad. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. Just because specifically I'm specifically ex- rad. Yeah, I don't know that I'll check it out immediately because I'm sort of exhausted on zombie movies. But yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm oh, man. Uh, there's there's a a whole bevy of horror movies that kind of sit over this one. I'd have to get down a much larger list before I land on this one, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. But ch- I mean, for people that are listening, please go check out the, the trailer. See what you think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think, Crack did an article about this a long time ago. The idea that the zombie genre comes in waves, and like we really haven't stopped oh, much like since like Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we 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 it like it ebbs and flows. Like we we sort of get sick of it, and then we do it again. Uh, and I'm 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 wondering if we're ready. Did we ever stop? It felt like we stopped. Well, right? I mean, wasn't the height of it like two like around two thousand eight ish? I like, like that's right. true. Uh, like I think people like it was at the height around 2008, and you started seeing articles about how it was starting to be overplayed, and they they put out the like zombie survival handbook and like all around that area, like that time. 
Yeah, yeah, right. that was that was um I think that was slightly earlier, but that yeah, that yeah. was Ma- that was Max Brooks who also wrote World War Z. I was yeah, gonna say I yeah. feel like World War Z the movie killed it. Everybody was like, I oh, feel okay, like, we're done. I feel like The Walking Dead killed it, but that's a whole other, that's a whole conversation. Yeah. yeah, which only came out what like 2010, right? I went yeah, 2009 or 2010, right around yeah. there. And I, I remember being pretty jazzed about that first season, and then and I think every yeah, I think everybody <laughs> was, and that's the general consensus. It's like just a hate watch from season two on. <laughs> right, that's all I hear from people who actually watch The Walking Dead is that they're just fucking just furious watching <laughs> I think I was one of the last holdouts. I got as far as uh, uh, the introduction of Negan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear like a in- lot of that, yeah. Yeah, I got as far as like a couple episodes into that season after Negan's introduction. And then it wasn't like a conscious effort. It wasn't like, fuck this, fuck this show. I just like sort of forgot it existed. And one day it was like, oh, wasn't I watching that? I guess not. Uh, and that was that. It just there's it's so much. There's so much. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think, and the, they're in the woods for all of it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. the The show kind of rides at a steady six for like ninety percent of the show, the seasons, the episodes, and you get like these spikes of tens, like every yeah. just every so often. But it's just enough not to like have people ignore it. It's like it's just like like hope baiting you. Hey, is something going to happen? You know yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> it's the hope that something will happen. That's exactly it. Like I, it's like a soap opera. Well, the thing at is, at this point, yeah, it's 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 novel enough to where it, like it lends a kind of escapism that, like, it's totally the kind of thing that you could put on late at night and you have nothing else to do and just just kind of let it run like a meandering podcast exactly (laughs) and 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 it's just like it's like low level non-committal comfort food and then something happens if you're lucky and then that like kind of resets and you're like okay i'll keep watching for another eight years before another thing happens without really paying too much attention Cause it's just, right. it's just, it's just like relatively interesting background noise. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, that's more than fair for people watching it, you know, like I, I get it. Um, but yeah, it is still kind of shocking. It's still around. Like it is still around, right? Like it's, there yeah, could be it new, is new episodes like right now uh, for yeah. all I know. No, they're still making them. Well, yeah, I, I, I think the uh, the lead in that show signed up to do a couple of movies to play himself out of the role. Um, and I think that's kind of where it stands right now. Uh, I think yeah. there's I think I could be completely wrong, uh, but I think there's a like kind of a well, there's obviously a production hold on everything. But I think there's a production hold on the show itself so they can knock some of these movies out of the way. I think they're oh, okay. I think they're actually trying to wrap it up. Oh, okay. I it, it really got me, it gave me soap opera like vibes because I know that there's like characters who start on the show that's nowhere near the show anymore. Right. Where it's like there's like generations of cast now. Oh yeah, it feels like, and it could go on for fifty years. <laughs> like it, it really could. Like they could just be maintaining the show and just keep sw- switching, like swapping characters in and out. It's mm-hmm. been known to happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, all right. Well, uh, we should get to the next. I mean, uh, next one. What you, uh, one more. You could technically call The Walking Dead one life to live. All right. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> well, you could, though. It's true. It's true. Uh. Um, our next. Okay. Our next trailer is for I May Destroy You. Yeah, I'm moving off. Of I that. I don't have notes for this one because I literally found this to be the most interesting one. Like I don't have any I don't have any pithy comment about it. What do you guys think? No, this is the one I'm the most hyped about. Yeah, uh, it's HBO, but it says HBO presents. Yeah, is, it's a British series. Yeah, oh. that I think they're just presenting. It, a, I don't know. They did a good job because the trailer doesn't quite let you in on what the plot is but enough to want to watch it yeah um, it's a, it's about a, a a black woman who gets assaulted and doesn't like she has to piece together that's what happened and then sort of yeah there's, becomes there's an activist that's the thing there's like this right away you get the sense of a built-in mystery which is mm-hmm. immediately compelling you know mm-hmm. uh but then the trailer itself like it, it seems like very front loaded and as the trailer keeps going it just dissolves and you're like what the fuck is this show about and everybody looks interesting and it has that kind of cool like english veneer which kind of kind of gives it like quality points <laughs> oh yeah i mean that that yeah. may not be true at all but there's there's something about like like uh, uh, productions from the UK, it's like, hey, what? Now wait a minute, something from the UK, it might be good. Yeah, I th- I do think like on average, they're better, right? <laughs> like maybe that's just because I was born in America and like more I'm, hits I'm than misses. Sick of TV here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it does feel like they have a better quality mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. entertainment, at least when it comes to TV. So yeah, it's like. There's a there's a weird automatic level of credibility of like oh yeah. they're speaking they're speaking British <laughs> they're speaking British <laughs> yeah that's a point adding a point right there uh yeah and then it, it helps the show looks good yeah uh, Tom any thoughts about it no just that it looks really good uh, you know <laughs> open your mind to us Tom I, I think the more and more we talk about trailers the maybe the the less good the thing is I think the less we talk about a trailer is probably going to be a hit <laughs> I mean that's the, the yeah that's the story of this podcast is uh we're we're essentially taking uh three three two or three minute videos and just like you know, really dragging it on the concrete and yeah. taking it apart and like seeing what's there really rambling about it. Um, oh yeah, the the star of this um, did a previous series called Chewing Gum. Ah, okay, um, yeah. Uh, Michaela, yeah. I Michaela think they Cole say from the creator name. of that. Yes, or yeah, something. they do. Yeah, to any notable acclaim. I mean, was it a good series or show? Yeah, or? apparently. Yeah, uh, I've right. not seen it, but I I know that the lead has a very interesting look. Yeah, yeah, they're like cool to look at. It's like I want to see more people like that on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of charisma here too. Yeah, that's that's yeah. part of it. Yeah, is that it's kind of quirky. It's kind of funny in some parts of the trailer. Yeah, so it, it's got it's got a lot going for it because it also seems kind of trippy and surreal. Like uh, she's suffering a head injury, so like everything's kind of weird and off, at least for the beginning of the trailer. Right, right. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot here. This is 
Definitely the most exciting trailer I've seen this week. Yeah, I'd say uh, probably any of the trailers, uh, for those that are listening, go check out this one, I May Destroy You. See what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks Uh, really good. Yeah. Should we want to to talk about the second most exciting trailer? Uh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. The secret, or sorry, secret society of second born royals. Yep. I I, I think I watched this trailer twice. I don't remember it. Why would you do that? It's this, a fever dream. Oh, man. This is some real... This is a Disney Plus original movie, and it's some real horse shit. I, I, <laughs> like, I, I got maybe five seconds in, and it starts with a kind of a voiceover, narr- like a narration kind mm-hmm. of deal. And I immediately was turned off because it was that, it was that like very forceful, sassy, young uh, Disney ingenue kind of voice like Mm -hmm. she like who whoever's narrating this was the the lead in this show and you could tell she's like fresh off the heels of the fucking mickey mouse club and this is probably her first movie and it was just like i hate this already and it's also (laughs) it's also the fact that the the thing that she's saying is like i was i'm a princess but my sister was going to be the queen i guess there's just no place for me and it's like immediately i know poor kid Poor kid. <laughs> well, not only this, I think this is like a very cynical like Disney ploy because I, like Disney movies are all about like the Disney princess, the alpha. You know, here's mm-hmm. a story about the alpha. Oh, you know what? There's an untapped market of second born children. And let's make them feel like they have a, a story to relate to. And it's like it's just it's the whole thing made me feel icky. I was like, this, this, everything the, about like, this sucks. I, I recognize that. As being calculated, yeah, and that and that bothered that definitely. I was like, yeah, because it's just like, yeah, like you said, it's cynical. But like, instead of making it like, oh, like the younger sister in this house gets to go on an adventure, do something great, they specifically make them all second-born royals. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, well, if they were doing, yeah, like privileged light. Yeah, I think a lot of like the Harry Potters and stuff. They have the uh, special kid. It's thing, the special kid where yeah. it's like. If they were doing a, a specific ripoff of like that, they're not royals, but they're like, these are the siblings of the chosen ones. That would be a cool idea, but they aren't doing that. And I know, I know it's not for us. I know it's for kids, but I feel like whatever age group this is for, if I were that age group or when I was that age group, I'd think this is bullshit. This is, it sounded to me like, uh, hey, do, do you know how your parents don't quite love you? Uh, did right. you know that you also have telepathy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you have to defend the kingdom. Yeah, mm. it's all on you. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> this movie looks Is like that... shit. <laughs> yeah, Absolute why? Okay. dog shit. Any guesses on why they're X-Men because they're second-born royals? No idea. Because they, they go in and like, like, it's anyone of the second-born of anyone with royal blood. Okay. First of all, okay. royal blood is not biological. That is a societal construct. Like, right. But is, that's is not the like, idea you're not royal like, in your genes, you fucking Well, assholes. you know what? No. Historically, <laughs> historically, you kind of are because you're probably fucking your sister. And exactly. right. it, it takes two. It takes a, it takes about two mutations before the special powers kick in. There you go. That's why they're right. mutants, is because they're all inbred. They're all yeah. catastrophically well, like the first, inbred. 
it's the first load of DNA. <laughs> like that's just like whatever royal blood. That's look, like, oh yeah, you look. get a good leader out of that. The second, ba- the second batch of DNA. Well, that shit's that shit's crazy. Look, you have and so that's what creates the second born yeah. royal. Look, like it always takes two. Yeah. You you may have nine too many teeth, but you also have <laughs> telekinesis. Yeah, and you're like a shark. You're like right, you're yeah. like a shark kid. You may be blind in one eye, but you also have gills. Yeah. <laughs> you know that second thumb? It comes in handy later. It is written. <laughs> it is not. Oh man. Oh yeah, this looks this this looks like superheated space trash. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking garbage ass movie. Oh my god. Okay. What's the next movie? Gundala. Please. Yeah. This is a superhero film? Oh man. Uh when this started, uh I, I kind of, my first gut reaction was that I felt sorry for this movie because it looks like it was made on prosumer equipment with like a yes. generous grant and like a lot of favors. Mm-hmm. It just, it looked like, oh, like somebody like was three years into like a really intense After Effects course. I don't know. Like it. it uh, wh- I, wh- wh- where are you guys coming from for it? Because that well, it's it's a martial arts movie, right? Uh, in, in a martial way, yeah. arts superhero movie, and I think well, it's I think it's Indonesian. Yeah, it's Indonesian. It's Indonesian. I I appreciate this. Like I I, I was thinking of the Jackie Chan movie, The Tuxedo, <laughs> where the the where the realization, and they're not wrong, is that it's that that movie is about Jackie Chan putting on a, a tuxedo. That gives him superpowers. The superpowers just being he's Jackie Chan. <laughs> yes. Uh, and like I appreciate that because it is kind of a superpower uh, to be Jackie Chan, and to like know like martial arts is just so cool. I don't mind the idea that it's like you put on the suit, you you get bit by a spider or something, and then you know these awesome moves. So it feels like it's it's just a martial arts movie where they're just like, but it's a superpower uh, that he knows martial arts and like i'm i'm right there with him so if this is a good martial arts film then i'm all for it the budget the look of it i'm not so sure what i'm seeing yet but i'm curious yeah I, yeah yeah I, oh, go ahead oh i was just gonna say i've definitely hit superhero fatigue yeah. that said i am interested to see a superhero, like a, a, a superhero movie from another country. Like what's, yeah. what's their take on it? I would too. And I, I, I have absolutely no reason to think this, but just it's just off of what I saw. And my imagination was saying, this is maybe like a, now I'm being careful with my words. Cause now I like, I really do feel bad for this movie. Cause in my guts, I'm thinking this is kind of a, like a try hard crossover to mm-hmm. an American audience and it like in every respect it might like really fall short. <laughs> oh yeah. It might. There's no guarantee this is a good movie. No, no. no. <laughs> That's not the impression I got at all. I also don't think I don't know how much they're pushing it. I think this is a fairly indie film. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, the YouTube video I don't think has many views. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting the like the vibe off of it that it's a movie that probably has a lot of heart. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like biting off more than it can chew for what it's trying to do. Yeah. 
Um, we recently watched Ninja Assassin ah. on one of our Friday nights, and that that's kind of that sort of movie where it's like, oh, I see what you're trying to do, and you have some really good ideas, but it it's not quite there for I don't know budget reasons or I don't know what reasons, and I can see this being that a little bit where it's that was made by the director V for Vendetta, who's like heavily you know heavily uh uh associated with the wachowski sisters and all that so like it uh it's trying to be kind of matrix-esque yeah and i can see this being heavily inspired by a lot of like martial arts or superhero movies but not quite having the budget to pull it off right i think uh with anything like this that like i can't quite make out and i'm like judging on the visuals alone it's like anything else it's gonna have to come down to story but again, a good story seems like a good story is pretty transparent. And usually, not all the time, but usually that is the thing that would show through in the trailer. And it's, yeah. yeah. And so I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get around to it. I'm, is there hype around it? Is anybody like, how, how did you guys land on picking this as a trailer? Uh, I was doing the doc and I, I Googled trailers. <laughs> And this came up. Excellent. Same same thing every week. It's just, what are trailers this week? What are week? the new trailers this week? That's yeah. so fucking fair. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I don't, we that's were, why we I, run a humble operation. <laughs> hey, yeah. totally, totally. Hey. It's sort of when you're when you're doing this weekly, it's like you can't pick and choose based on amounts of hype. No, you just say what what the heck is out there. No, the, and the uh, content's there. You just got to reach out and grab it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. People should check out this trailer. Yeah. Maybe they're into it. It's it, I think it's a it's a niche genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, this next one I am kind of excited about. Exit plan. This yeah. This was kind of interesting. Yeah, this yeah. this is uh man, this is another one I didn't real I have one note that will probably just trip on naturally, but this is another one where I was like, "Oh, this might be good." I don't know that I have yep. a lot to say about it. Yeah. This was I I was considering this for more hype. It's looks like it's about like a guy investigating the the death of somebody and they go to a hotel that I think arranges your death. They do. Yeah. But once you sign the contract, you can't back out. So he's like trapped there and they're going to kill him. Right. So this this sounds very like premise driven, uh, which can be dangerous for a movie, you know, because if it's, if, if your movie's based off of a very, very novel idea, it could be really, really hot for a second and then Mm -hmm. nobody remembers it. And uh, I'll just say the note that I put down. This looks like it was shot, uh, what, Scandinavia? Is it, it has that, like, it... it, it, Yeah, I'm not not sure. It has this, like, really awesome looking, like, cinematography, uh, Mm -hmm. especially with the, like, the, uh, the background, the, the setting, the place where it is. And I noticed that there's a lot of these, like, movies that, take place in like Nordic countries or Scandinavian countries uh, that 
always get a lot of praise about the way they look, but nobody cares about the movie itself. And it's mm -hmm. it's always lauded with like these uh, accolades of the cinematography. And I'm I'm thinking this might be one of those movies where you remember it just because of how the setting is shot, but maybe not so much the movie itself. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar to the the Fincher version of uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Right. It also seems like a vehicle for uh, the lead, uh, Jamie Lannister. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, all those guys coming off of Game of Thrones are looking for something to get them into movies. And it looks like, has, that, has he been in anything? He was in movies before. Um, is that actually Jamie Lannister? It is yeah. Jamie Lannister with a mustache. Uh, 98%, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, is a, it, is, it is totally Jamie Lannister. <laughs> yeah, the mustache really threw me you off. Didn't, you guess. didn't notice the metal hand? <laughs> is it like, like three-fourths of the goddamn trailer? Yeah. Wow, it so is. There was this I whole mean, part of the trailer where they were playing dominoes, and he slammed the goddamn dominoes. A big old metal metallic, metallic thunk. You didn't? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just this huge gold hand. <laughs> I mean, shit, that's enough for me. I'm sold. Yeah. On Jamie Lannister. He had, uh, he had been in some, like you said, he'd been in some Scandinavian <laughs> uh, thrillers and murder mysteries before Game of Thrones. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. So maybe he's just like, I'll go back to doing these. You know, I do like a lot of movies coming out of this part. Have you guys seen either The Wave or The Quake? Ooh. No. No. Those are, I thought, really good movies that kind of are, are guilty of what you're saying, which are they're, they're very beautifully set, but... Um, they're Norwegian disaster films. Oh. Like like Roland Emmerich style disaster films, but what make them kind of great is they're very small scale. So like the wave is about that a sounds town like a in Norway. Contradiction in terms. Go ahead, please. Well, it's it what it does is like it's about a the wave is about a town in Norway that has uh earthquake that hits a rock into their and the lake near them. Yeah. And this has happened. I know this has been in like Alaska once and it causes a giant tsunami that, you know, takes the whole town and that's it. That's the whole movie is this one wave and how incredibly destructive and dramatic just that is. Uh, so it's like shot very much like a Emmerich film where it's like the scientists like this is happening. We got, you know, like the na like the naysayers and the scientists trying to warn people you know, and like the aftermath. But it's just one. Time. That actually. And it makes it really cool. That actually sounds pretty fascinating. Simplicity and design, because all yeah. it takes is one bad thing by which you could like pull apart so much drama and story. Yeah. I can, I yeah, can and there's that. a lot. Like the wave happens, and then there's so much more film after because it's like, well, now there's an after. Yeah, there's people trapped. Uh, it's really good, and the quake is the sequel to it, which is a little cheesy because it's the same character now being like, "There's an oh, earthquake coming." Oh, that um, that kind of ruins still, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, but I on should its own, move. Yeah, on its well, it's a different town, <laughs> but on its own. It's still a good movie, like, if you don't think of it as a sequel, because it's just them in one's building. Not even a tall building, like a medium-sized skyscraper <laughs> dealing with the aftermath. And that's pretty much it. And that's also good. Uh, it just keeps so happening. So they're both very interesting films. <laughs> yeah, this one guy keeps happening to this one fucking guy. I think they relate them, because an earthquake causes the, the wave in the first movie. 
And he's like a scientist who's specifically <laughs> looking is at there, is, 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 is he a demon? Is, no. is, is there like a Norwegian version of him looking at the camera and going, not again? God, I, I don't think there is, but there should be. <laughs> yeah. But but like uh, the main thing that ties it all together, it it's it shot beautifully. Yeah, and it's still, it's smaller scale and there's like, it's handled, you know how in Emmerich films it's like a tidal wave hits New York and you just see all these little ants getting sucked up in the wave. Yeah. Like this is a lot more like about the human experience uh, during this It's stuff. horrifying. So, it's like actually, yeah, like ooh death matters a little more uh, and like it's done from a very like personal perspective of the people experiencing it so it's just like it has the same formula yeah. uh but it's just done better I, i'm on board uh, with that hell yeah yeah so check out the trailer to exit plan yeah to everyone. to experience all the things that we talked about that's not in the trailer <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh let's get to our final trailer summerland Summerland. Yeah. Oh, guys, what do you think about this one? <laughs> uh, also, this is like a also mildly interested. It's like a indie British film about sad people in <laughs> World <Yes>. War Two. <laughs> it's like they took a bunch of potpourri and put it in a t-shirt cannon and shot it into my face at point blank, and I'm delighted. <laughs> this, uh, like, the impression I got off of this was. Uh, it's, I, uh, this is an American film, right? But is it? I'm not sure. All the I, I thought it was an American film that was like shot in England. Is it not? Or is it? Is I'll, it a, I'll look, I'll look it up. It could very well be either. Yeah. Well, this, it seems like, uh, just milk toast Oscar bait kind of thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is British. It's a British drama film. Um, I I guess I'm a real sucker for milk toast Oscar bait. I talked about this on a previous episode, mm-hmm. where like the the Philomenas of the world. Uh, I love it. I love it when it's like we're a charming British town and we're having this small scale drama <sighs> and everybody's quirky. See, uh, I eat it right. It up. just seems so cloying to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, 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 the the moment I'm like the moment I can say, hey, okay, fuck it, I know what you're going for. I'm I'm out. I'm out. I was like, I get, I look, you're <laughs> you're not wrong. No, we can't <laughs> like, we can't say that you're wrong. Yeah. It's the touching. We we, <laughs> we can say that you made us watch what dreams may come. I, uh, you know what? <laughs> hey, fuck me to death. I I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's everything you're saying is totally valid. It's, it's just, it's, it's this reclusive writer who has to take care of this kid during the London Blitz. Cause I guess that was a thing that they did. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and then she begrudgingly forms a bond with the kid. And then it becomes very clear that he's been told that his father was killed in the war. And now she has to actually be his parent. And yeah, it's very by the numbers. It's it's yeah, it's it is. Oh, and and <laughs> it, but it also has that if you like, I'd say about like three quarters of the way through the trailer, uh, mm-hmm. there's there's a scene. So it also has that. Um, this is you know this is like a story of acceptance. So they put in that like very prescient like social commentary, where 
the lady uh, reveals that she's a lesbian, and then the kid says, that's awesome. I like it. I don't care. And she, like, cries over it. And He, li- he literally <laughs> says, that rules. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine and great. Awesome message. Absolutely. Of course. Uh, but it just seemed like, oh, oh, this is so formulaic that you can actually, like, like punch in things that you assume an audience would respond to. This is, again, like the Disney movie. This is just another one of these films where it seems like we're going to, like, hit all of the, like, the rubrics of what would make today's audience respond, you know? Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, that's fair. I'm reading the production of this yeah. was in the towns of Seaford, yeah. Brighton, and Kent. Oh. Which, I don't know, England, tone it down. I, I do because my girlfriend's uh, from England, and uh, Brighton is in yeah. the south. It's it's actually the south coast of England. And uh, Kent and the other one, I don't know. Fuck all. I don't know. <laughs> oh. I've only been to northern England. I've been to really? I've been to London, and I've been to, yeah. Uh, so it? London, Ken- the middle Kenton of England, town. and you say you've been north? <laughs> And then I, I, I took we I went up for a punk festival up in I think Camden Town oh, is what shit. it was called. Okay. Uh and like man, they like Yeah, Camden Town. They have a great boardwalk. And like it is it's really fucking not Camden Town. Sorry, Camden Town's in London. Um Morecambe. Thank you. sorry, sorry British people. Morecambe. Uh, I'm gonna um, have my girlfriend Camden listen to this. Awesome She's gonna fucking too. judge you. I'm gonna send you notes. <laughs> Yeah, Camden Town's an area in London where they, they uh, all the punks were, but Morecambe, England was uh, where we went, and it was like a really, it's kind of run down, like, economically, but I, I really liked it. It was like, had a boardwalk, it was, it, it was, it was neat, and then just taking a bus ride through there, it's like one of those things where you go to these towns and they look like they're in the movies, and it's like, god damn it, England, <laughs> like, it, it was it just off. this, huh? Yeah, knock this shit Tone off. Tone it the fuck down. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's part of it, is that I just like the look. Mm-hmm. These, like, charming English towns. Yeah, I like these provincial English movies. Yeah, and I, I'm probably fetishizing them because I never, I'm not from there, so I don't know, like, the meth issues they, they probably <laughs> have. Jesus Christ. And, like, you know. Yeah. So it's just like, that looks that looks delightful, you know? And and there's just enough of a a heart squeezing, a warm tale, to yeah yeah. So, so this is like a comfort food a comfort food genre for you. Yeah, it's like morphine. Well, it's great. Oh, okay. I was gonna say meatloaf, but if you want to go that far, that's fine. Morphine. <laughs> it's like you take morphine, you put it in meatloaf. And... You just squirt it in meatloaf. Yeah, yeah. meat fiend, meat fiend. Sure. Yeah, meat meat morph morph loaf morph, morph loaf. <laughs> I like Morflo. Uh, that's yeah, Morflo. That sounds like an awesome. I don't know what. That sounds like a character name or something. Mm-hmm. Like in like in the show Gargoyles, there'd be a gargoyle named Morflo. Morflo is what Meatloaf would be if he was in Wasp. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's 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 a lot of eighty glam. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is going off the rails, fellas. Yeah, typecast. Yeah, that's typecast. that's what we do. Um, well, we can get into news stories. Yeah, um, we're, 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 we, we, we finished trailers. We have some more uh, producers to name, yes. such as uh, 
Bootler Bootleson. Bootleson. God, every time, Bootler. You son of a bitch. Bootleson? Yes. Bootler Bootleson. There you go. Thanks. Thanks, Boots. Mm -hmm. Also, thanks to Grumblebee. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Tux. Mm. Good old Tux. (laughs) Good old Tux. Uh, Also, Wilsowski. Thank you, Wilsowski. Uh, thank you to Shepard Mulch Diggum. Woo! Diggum. You're wonderful. Yeah. And and I never get to do, but uh, Norm from Cheers. Aw. Thank you. Norm! Thanks, thank you, Wynn. Norm. Um, Tom, you take over. I will. Your turn yeah. Okay. Thank you to Davey Francis. Uh, thank you, Davey. Thanks to Chancy Pants. Thank you. Thanks to Space McNulty. Always a pleasure. Thank you to Captain Fat Strong. Fat Strong. Um, thank you to Hiram. 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 And and thanks to Oh Great, It's That Guy. You got to put some stink on it. Oh Great, It's That Guy. There you go. Yeah. This fucking guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> um, Jane, you want to take the last couple? Yeah. We also have uh, Lef, L-E-F, short, sweet, love it. Uh, we also have uh, Bob Grinville. Bob Grinville? Woo! Bob Grinville. Hansel. 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 Uh, Nolan Matten. Nolan Matten? Nolan Maten? Thank you, Nolan. Jesus Christ. Matten. <laughs> Matten. I think. I think. He was never correct. We'll sign, then so. we'll side with Matten. <laughs> yeah. Joshua mm-hmm. Graves. And also we have, to round out the list, we have Andrew McGuire. Andrew McGuire, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody on the list. Yeah. Thank you. So, All right. Let's get into some... We, Fucking news stories. stories, yeah. Okay. We figured out, we found out who's going to direct the Tom Cruise space movie. And it's Doug it's Lyman. Doug Lyman. Doug Lyman. Which, okay. Which means we're going to see a lot of close-up shaky cam. Yeah. So we can't even uh, tell nothing, it's in space. I mean, Nothing this, against Doug yeah, Lyman. Yeah. <laughs> he made Edge Tomorrow. But, like, if I were to pick a director to shoot space, not Doug Lyman. <laughs> it would be Doug Lyman. It, uh... Yeah, you should like. Come on. Also, his project after the untitled Tom Cruise in Outer Space project mm-hmm. is a remake of Cannonball Run, which oh, is just yeah. kind of—it's just funny to me that it's like business as usual. Just do popping into outer space real quick yeah, and then no, going no, back yeah. and do, doing do a Cannonball, Cannonball Run, Run in space, you coward. Yeah, that's so, the real—that's the real story. This is kind of. If if you two could pick who you would want to be the first director to direct in outer space, I mind you, I don't think Lyman is going to space. I assume they're just gonna send Tom Cruise. Yeah. But um uh and maybe like have like an astronaut film it. I don't I don't know how it's gonna work. Uh but who would what director would you guys pick for uh for like a First director for Adversaries. Okay, well, it seems like really apparent to me. Uh, the It would be James Cameron, right? He put himself at the bottom of the ocean. He would be, he would be yes. exactly the James kind of producer Cameron's that would... James a good pick, yeah. Yeah. I hate how right I, you are, despite I, look, the fact that... Look, I don't that... like it either. I, I, I think it's, it's understated, the scope of the project. I think... Uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, outer space. How much does this track for Tom Cruise? 
you oh, know, yeah, right. we're getting to watch, we're getting to enjoy his midlife crisis right uh, alongside right. This him, is a, and it's th- great. This is a man that insists and has constantly insisted on doing his own stunts for, uh, what, 80 years. Like, this is, yeah. this is, we're watching a man's dopamine deficiency in action every time he's on celluloid, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and and how you can't like I think after this what does he do? He burns the fuck out. He'll probably shoot himself. <laughs> he, I, I don't know. He gets, he's he's going to film a, a movie inside a volcano. I don't know. You know what? No. Yeah. Fair, what else fair. is there to yes. do? That's ex- the presence of if James Cameron got involved, that would increase the chances Tom Cruise would die. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think because James Cameron has almost killed actors before, and Tom Cruise would be right Absolutely. there with him. Absolutely. That's He'd a bonus. Like, yeah. Get out. Get out. Do a spacewalk, yeah. Tom Cruise, and he'd be like, "Yeah, no, I'm gonna do it." Yeah, uh, James Cameron be like, "Okay, Tom, what if instead of getting on a rocket, we got you into space with this cannon?" Yeah, <laughs> put on this helmet. I, no <laughs> helmet. No helmet. <laughs> no that's, helmet. That's true. It specifically states in my contract, no helmets. <laughs> yeah, but purely from a logistical perspective. James Cameron is kind of the director with the most experience in like places that are uninhabitable. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. That's not the, 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 like a very distant second is I would say Werner Herzog. Cause he's, he's put oh, himself in weird, a- he's put himself in weird positions. Uh, he absolutely yeah. has. <laughs> I mean, when you yeah. drag a boat over a fucking mountain, I mean, you're a distant second from James Cameron, but you're in the running. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I really maiming so many indigenous people in the process. <laughs> <laughs> I just really hope the first movie shot in space, which I mean, whatever, but uh, the first movie shot in space isn't just shaky cam. Oh, of course it's gonna uh, be. <laughs> yeah. This is this is not bummer. for an audience. This is Tom Cruise jerking off to the nth power (laughs) yeah Yeah. this is tom cruise coming up with an excuse to go to space yeah which i mean sure i can't fault him for that because (laughs) tom cruise is sort of doing what i would do if i was rich well i mean if you had the yeah yeah, if that was if that was in your nature and you had the means to do it like again where else could he go this is the logical Mm -hmm. conclusion Yes. Right. He is skipping out on like Everest and the ocean. Like he's got a few steps. There has guess, to be a, well, yeah, fuck there it. has to be it has to be in front of a camera. That's part of the kink. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. It was inevitable. Yeah. Uh, no, this was gonna. This is always gonna happen. I mean, that's what they're gonna say when Tom Cruise's body is slowly floating away towards <laughs> Alpha Centauri. Is that this was mm-hmm. always gonna happen? Yeah, and Duck is <laughs> going like, well. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of here. So uh, I'm gonna head out. I'm gonna head out. So uh, I don't know. No one speak of this again. <laughs> Frozen body just, yep, just drifting floating off, floating away like Tim Robbins in Mission to Mars. Yeah, no, not fast too. It'll be like <laughs> just it'll be like people slow. like amateur astronomers can be like, oh, there's Tom Cruise out yeah. there. You can, if it's a cl- on a clear look. sky, you can see Tom Cruise in orbit. Yeah, you know this is when the aliens will come. Because as soon as, like, Tom Cruise is out in their domain, bam, they're going to want autographs, the whole bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of Gleep Glorps show up to harangue <laughs> Tom Cruise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best, best movie of all time. 
we don't even know what the movie's about. Like this is it might it's cool. be it's cool, but like <laughs> there's there's a legit theory on what it might be, and it's a project that Doug Lyman's been trying to get off the ground for a while about a heist on the moon. <laughs> so it might be that. What's, get, what's gonna happen is Tom Cruise is going to die out there. It's gonna be the mm-hmm. last film he ever made, and they're gonna mm-hmm. fill in the last thirty-five percent of the film with CGI Tom Cruise, and oh, it's, yeah. Gonna, yeah. it's gonna fly. Everybody will be cool with it. Yeah, they're gonna Brandon yeah. Lee his ass. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> it uh, oh, there's. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Let it happen. I don't care. Yeah. Let this movie happen. Whatever. It's fine. Just let me watch it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see him. I'll, I'll fast forward him floating around in space, and I'll be like, neat. Yeah, cool. And then He's he'll really be like, in space it's, there. That's neat. It's time to heist the moon. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> we're done. You know, it wasn't as good as gravity, but. Yeah. Yeah, you really, you don't need to be in space to make. I get it. I get, I get. Kind it. of underwhelming. Uh, but it's, Yeah. What's well, like, I worry it's going to be, well, I worry. I assume it's going to be like the two scenes, the, the underwater scene in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation and the halo jump from uh, uh, Fallout. Yeah. Um, where there's so much post-production that it doesn't look real. Right. That they still had to do a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Um, and it probably will be. Yeah. Because um, that's what movies are, but it's like Tom, why do a halo jump if it still just looks like you're in front of a green screen? Yeah, I know the answer to that question. But yeah, we all know because he wants it's to. Ne- it's neat, but there's nothing like cinematically important about it. I guess mm-hmm. like it's not like the first movie to shoot like with sound and like you know like or the first movie in color. It's just like kind of a fun milestone that means nothing for cinema, right? And might not result in a yeah. very good movie. Or maybe it's a great movie. Who knows? It, it, yeah, absolutely. Who knows, to be fair. But uh, when you hear about a movie being shot in space, the the over, like, the inconclusion shouldn't just be a resounding meh. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's kinda, true. It kind of is. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. All right, Tom Cruise, be, make the first movie that travels through time. Then I'll, then I'll perk up. Yeah, that would be neat. Maybe. Sure. fuck it i don't know if i want tom cruise dicking around through time i I don't trust that yeah we don't we don't need tom cruise meddling with the time stream that (laughs) we don't know what darkness he'll unleash yeah i mean i think we know exactly what he would do um we would all just be scientologists suddenly Mm -hmm. and like all right i guess that's oh christ do you think this is like this isn't some kind of crazy attempt for him to get like closer spiritually with his religion. That was <laughs> maybe that was my theory when we first talked about this is that they're going to get him up there and he's going to open the door and go, I'm coming Zinu, and just <laughs> rush out and everybody will be like, Oh, I guess this was just his plan. Yeah. Like this is an elaborate plan for him to get into space. Just, just um, imagine being and like hijack God damn the it, space man. station. Imagine being that, imagine being Tom Cruise and just all of reality and all of earth is your plaything, And you can literally just do any crazy thing your heart desires you know what yeah it's a hell of a I'm thing i'm digging it yeah that's I'm, why I'm, I'm he should hijack this imagination 
I would respect him a lot more if it became not first person to shoot a movie in space, but first space pirate. And he just hijacked the space station and wouldn't come down. And it was just a thing where it's like, yeah, there's Tom Cruise is up there. Watch out for Tom Cruise. Uh, I- He's just in the space station running around. Hijacks it and insists on just going directly to the moon because he wants a ride in the space buggy. Yeah. Yeah. And again, he wants I to fucking uh, Tom Cruise doing donuts on the moon. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know what? That that I'm 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 good with that. <laughs> uh, uh, next <Please>. story. <laughs> Scott Derrickson is uh, directing a labyrinth sequel i don't agree with it i don't like it i don't like anything about this what do you guys think i like scott derrickson but other than that (laughs) i've been like beaten down by movies so i'm like at least it isn't a remake like i guess a sequel low bar bro low bar it's an extremely low bar but (laughs) i do like scott derrickson i do i do like him as a director um and it was inevitable so I I don't know, it doesn't it doesn't change the original. No, no that's, true. Yeah. That's, that's true. Every yeah. movies exist forever. Like that's why I can watch all the Jaws sequels and it doesn't bother me because it's like, well, right. the first one still exists and it's perfect. So these 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 things can't touch it. No, yeah, no, right. Yeah, we we, still... we don't we don't even have to pay attention to that dumb argument. You killed my childhood bullshit. That's exactly that, right. It's like fucking bullshit. Like, no, it's not. We <laughs> can still totally cherish. <laughs> We can cherish the original movie about David Bowie preying on a teenager with the help of Muppets. I, I just think mm-hmm. when you it's still when there. you have a cult film like Labyrinth, it's it's one of those things where it's it's cult because there is a kind of deal like it's lightning in a bottle, and it existed mm-hmm. in its own time, and you can't really duplicate it or replicate it, and so. I guess it's one of those things where I'm on the fence where I'm like, you know, just I see what it's like when it comes out because it's too stupid to have a an opinion about it before it comes out, obviously. Right. Right. That's the other thing is after after the Blade Runner sequel, it's like, well, anything's yeah, possible. But then there's also the opposite side, because, uh, look, if you're talking about Labyrinth, you're also it, like and you have fond memories, then you also have fond memories of the dark crystal and they did a whole deal a whole sequel to the dark crystal did you guys see that no the the netflix series i have i have not yeah uh not so great that's yeah pretty it got it got surprisingly good reviews um well i mean now uh dave i don't know your age but tom just from listening to podcasts i have like a relative feel for your age as a kid you mm-hmm. grew up with the uh, dark crystal right yeah it scared the shit out absolutely. of me absolutely <laughs> absolutely i'm i'm the same age but i never my i never really watched oh, it oh okay uh, i i i've watched labyrinth i don't know it just sort of passed me by i don't have as much nostalgia for it I okay guess. and that's that yeah absolutely but just to kind of skip to the the punchline here to put a bow on it uh so tom you, you do you like have that those same kind of feelings about the Dark Crystal that you had about Labyrinth? Because I'm sure you watched Labyrinth. Um, I watched Labyrinth when I was older. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I I missed it when it came out. Um, I had seen the Dark Crystal as a little kid. Uh, so the Dark Crystal existed in my mind, not in a necessarily 
like a nostalgic space. It was like it existed in a space of movies that was like this. I remember this movie looked really cool and it scared the shit out of me. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, to, to get right to it, so that we can get to the next part, the Dark Crystal, the original, it, it as a concept, it really worked. Like if you watch it as an adult, just out of the blue, you probably won't be so impressed with it. But Again, as a lightning in a bottle concept, if you were at an impressionable age when it came out, it really worked because it was scary looking. And it was scary looking because they played a lot, like on a production end, they played a lot more with shadows. Jim Henson's puppet company, when they do like realistic puppets, they really work on screen under like very dramatic contrast and that can really like sell the scary vibes or even the emotional vibes of a story that wasn't really great in and of itself but was an amazing kind of um, uh, like just fantasy, like escapism, you know, just just a thing to like bewilder you. When they mm -hmm. did these new ones, the Dark Crystal, they were so like their heart was again their heart was in the right place, but they it must have been they, the same. It, it absolutely company, was. Right? It absolutely was, but they they overlit it and they used uh, they underutilized or sometimes overutilized the uh like cgi and they mm -hmm. made like and 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 the i guess the thing is the story itself was even much more lackluster than the story from the original which is why the mm -hmm. original film became a cult film it was never a hit it didn't make any money but it was so awesome to look at and so amazing like in the eyes of a child this new one they they didn't they didn't even like it's it's such a bad story and the dialogue is so bad and and they were so proud of all the technical accomplishments that they they did the one thing that the original had going for it and that was utilizing shadow opposed to lighting and showing all of the everything um and like literally that's what the original uh dark crystal like its charm was it's it's the darkness it's the scariness uh with these these jim henson like realistic looking puppets with a lackluster story and if you look into the, like the um the history and the making of the original dark crystal oh jesus christ it's uh, i can't imagine a worse production hell than what Jim Henson went through trying to create that movie. That's kind of one of my favorite things about the Jim Henson, the older movies, which they do a little bit now, but not as much as that. Not having to, like not being able to rely on CGI um, is a lot more interesting to me. And there's a lot more of a craft to it. That said, I don't blame modern productions for using CGI because you know, why not? It makes everything well, a lot yeah, they, easier. Like on it, the production. in the in the newest Dark Crystal, uh, I mean, they used like they were 
to their credit, they use CGI in a way to exemplify the puppets. They, you know, they, right. they had like a nice ginger touch. But the thing is, they they miss the whole charm of why it sticks out to people of our age that were kids that saw the original. And that was literally the lighting, you know, because the story was lackluster. The production was a mess. And the thing that sold kids that like do like drove it into our imagination was how dark and scary it looked. And these mm -hmm. new ones, they it's like they just assumed that the story was good. And so we'll continue with the story and the puppets are cool and the characters are cool. And none of that shit actually mattered. That's not what drove the original into the imaginations of the kids that saw the original, it was the literally, stupidly, the puppets being underlit. It like really came it's down to that. To and that kids. was the charm. And you can't replicate that charm because that charm happened on accident. <laughs> That's why it's lightning in yeah. a bottle. <laughs> There's, yeah. And so it sucked. I, <laughs> There's a lot of productions. I think a Jaws or anything else where it's like a lot of it was like them throwing together this thing that can't like Star Wars is kind of the ultimate yeah. where it feels like as many times as we try to recreate it. It's just like it just sort of doesn't work. Anymore. Right. Right. Not the way. It used and so to. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with Labyrinth. The only thing that will save it because that's another one. Jim Henson Production Company. And again, I'm going to I'm going to defer to the lighting, because if you go back as an adult and watch Labyrinth now, the songs are kind of cringy. You know, <laughs> the, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. the the story is basic, you know, fairy tale story, which is fine and awesome. Um, there's a lot of charm, but what it's the visuals that drove into your head. And that's what mm. made it like a cult classic. And I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with this new one. The only thing that could possibly save it is a good story. And we know... Yeah, the, uh, they could do something... I don't know. I look to Blade Runner, the sequel, because it's like you can do something that kind of I honors the aesthetic, but modernizes it in a way that they're not just doing the same thing. Well, I do know... Like, if they do something... If they let the director kind of do something creative... Uh, and not be constantly thinking about what are the fans right. going to think. I, I, I do think there's something they could do, but I, I know what you're well, saying. Well, it's going to be that... like the director's going to have to have a strong vision to rein the Jim Henson yeah. company in. Par parsed with Someone a good needs story. To be in charged. It's again. It's the problem with Star Wars again. Is that no one's really like this is what we're doing and then doing it. It's all like a lot of people like, well, we, we should have this reference and we should do this. So it like it depends on the amount of passion that the creator, right. or the director or the writer has that they really have an idea right. for it. And, Instead and of, well, let's do another labyrinth. Let's get right. Somebody. And, and, and true passion, <laughs> not narcissism or ego. You know, it right. can't be a, like a George Lucas I, kind of situation. Yeah. I do hope they get Gates McFadden back for the, for the, the choreography. choreography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Beverly Crusher is the choreography choreographer of Labyrinth. Wait, wait. I don't know uh, about this. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Beverly Crusher from Star Trek TNG 
Gates Holy McFadden shit. was the choreographer for. Yeah, I learned this watching one of. I was watching a behind the scenes special, and then she just shows up with like talking to David Bowie, and I'm like, "Is that Doctor Crusher?" Like I thought I was. I thought I had like gotten like killed and was in the afterlife. <laughs> and, like everything flipped. was mushing together from my subconscious. Oh my goodness! So like, I yeah. say the uh, to on my end, I. Jesus Christ, I've gone off on a huge tangent here. But to put a bow on on the Labyrinth thing, I think if yeah. if a guy with a vision can rein in the Jim Henson production company and not just make it like an ode to puppetry and and there's a good story involved, there might be some hope for a Labyrinth sequel. But, you know, who's yeah. to say? Yeah. Who's to say? It's too soon, too to, soon tell. to tell. I do like the director. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah um, absolutely. So that's a little yeah. bit of hope. Um, uh, what is it? Oh hope? boy! Oh yeah. Okay, the next yeah. Story. yeah. This 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 is yeah. the opposite of hope. <laughs> this can go straight to hell. This is Michael Bay producing the first movie shot during I don't coronavirus, understand which is about any coronavirus. This. this none of this makes sense. He's shooting it. Yeah, they're shooting it like he's producing it, and it's like they're talking about how it's going to be shot like an indie film, and it's like yeah, but it's not one. Yeah. Uh, don't pull that shit on me. Don't try to be fucking paranormal activity produced uh, or made like on a big budget. Like that's uh, I mean, I was ranting about this before. Uh, the 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 coronavirus idea, of very rich celebrities tr- acting like they're making grassroots stuff is uh, wearing wearing me down. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and so this seems like another one of those. Yeah. It's like, yeah, also, we're just shooting a... fucking nobody wants a movie about coronavirus. No, nobody wants this a movie. Is, oh my God. This is such... We're going to get so many. Yep, we are. <laughs> we're, it's going to... Nobody wants Everybody's got a great idea right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, what if we... Oh, this genre set during coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna do one. It's 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 just it is what it is. This it. is a real thing that's happening in real time. How dare you predict what it's yeah. gonna be in like, two yeah. years? Which is the like it's currently happening. It's what the, the yeah. gall? How cynical? How? I mean, the fucking with this and is what it's we do. and it's the, real. That Boston are Marathon dying. movie. How dare you? Yeah, yeah, it's some real. The trash. Boston Marathon, Mark Wahlberg movie, which was greenlit like the year that bombing happened. Uh, you know, we had nine eleven movies come out like a a year after nine eleven. It felt like it's just this is what they and, do. And there's and, and there's so works. many other things that are quizzical about this. Like, why is somebody at, at that level fucking around with a Bloomhouse production? And yeah, and I, I, I like, what's the impetus for this? None of this makes sense. It's so such a stupid, wrong-headed idea. Right, yeah. but there's no one around them to for tell the them. For the sake exactly. of entertainment, it's it's yeah. Uh, yep, it's gr- it's, it's trash. gross. It's fucking gross. It is. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely gross. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Let's get used to it. Yep, we'll get used to it. We're gonna get it. a million of these. Uh, wh- mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Ugh. Also, the other th- the other know. thing that uh, just real quick mention Please, the other thing yeah. that bugs me is is all the all the sitcoms we're about to see about social distancing. Jeez. Oh God! Oh. All all these yeah. ready made quote unquote punchlines that we're yeah. gonna have to yep. suffer through. I get. Ugh. Yep. I get it a little bit. 
and what I get is that um, a lot of these productions are like, well, we have to keep well, going, yeah, of right? course. Every- and so, like, I get that where they're like, well, I guess this is what's it, it's about because how else do we shoot a thing where everybody's skyping? Right. Um, I I think of the movie um, Searching and how there could be they could start doing those right or something like they could start doing edit driven movies Mm -hmm. and see where that goes like there are other answers than doing a movie just about a situation we're in not but not not every creative production or endeavor can aim to be evergreen i get it i get it sometimes you got to speak about the fucking times but what's going to happen is it's going to be 90 percent tired gross misguided fucking punchlines that we're gonna have to sigh ourselves through and it just sucks right. there are, yes uh, like 90 percent of them are going to be teleconference workplace comedies and that, yep. that can go straight to hell <laughs> yeah well again i appreciate it more than if these productions were like screw it everybody crowd together in this set yeah we're doing this you know and so it's like what are they gonna do uh but it is going to be create uh, like frustrating on a creative level of seeing like i i mean some of them might be good some of them might be really good but it's it's going to be a lot of yeah it's gonna be a lot of misses and those that stick out will be like you know the night the the novel few the lightning in a bottle moments and those will be done by people that have the biggest hearts and the biggest creative brains doing doing what they have to do in the time in which they live in order you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah even even something about it i mean i think about yeah after 9-11 there were a lot of the, the the like world trade center and stuff like that but then there was like united 93 which was actually like felt like it was by someone who gave a shit um so like it can be done yeah it's just that it's going to be done so much yeah that it's going to be like really uh be real miserable yeah, yeah. um oh, we'll man. see Okay. Certainly not going to be done by Michael Bay. All right. Well, we, we have we have some more people to thank. Yeah, we got a couple more producers to yes. go. Uh, we got Ozzy. Woo! Ozzy. Thank you, Ozzy. Thank you to Tom. Quasi-dangerous levels of hype. Okay. Woo! Uh, AJ. Thank you to AJ. Uh, I never get to do these. <laughs> thank you to Sweet Meat. Ah, oh, Sweet Meat. Sweet Meat. <laughs> uh, you're delightful. Also delightful is Tip Gross. Drizzle. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Tip. Oh, man. Way to gross Tip everybody Drizzy. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also frankly Amish. Oh, thanks, thank frankly you, Amish. Uh, thank you to Mrs. Voidus. Uh, thank you. Thanks to the ghost of Dave Thomas haunting us still. Mm-hmm. Spooky. Uh, Spooky. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you, Aaron Burr. Um, yeah, thanks to David Knife Boot Henson, Boot. MBA, CPA. Um, and Jamie, you want to grab the last Absolutely. couple? Absolutely. Uh, we also have a Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Very fancy. Thank Absolutely. you. Mackenzie, quote unquote, uh, righteous hand of the lizard people. Shouting out for the lizard people. Awesome. Uh, we yeah. also have very, very simple ones. The next three are chill. Thank you, Chill. Well, Chill's part <laughs> Chill's of Mackenzie. Chill's Mackenzie, yeah. It's fucking A. Uh, the <laughs> 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 then we have uh, Funky J. Woo! Funky J. Bringing the funk. And then, lastly, but not leastly, we have 
A pie guy. Pie guy. Pie What's guy. up? Thanks, Thank pie you. Guy. Our caboose. Man. Oh, geez, Dave. Yeah. Dave. Dave. In these What is it? In these troubled times. Yeah. Do you happen to have a movie that deserves more hype? Yeah, kind of. All right. Oh boy. It's not technically a movie. Uh, it's 50 minutes long. I it's s- going on the horror streaming network Shudder. It was suggested to me a few times. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I looked at the trailer. It's not for everyone. Uh, I think this is out now. It is. It's yeah. called It's called Blood Machines. Mm-hmm. And it is technically the plot is it's about two space hunters who are tracking down a machine uh and they witness like a mystical thing happen uh, a go- a ghost comes out of the machine uh and they're trying to they chase they chase the the woman ghost through space and uh it's really just like it's like fantasia basically like it's it i don't think it has much of a plot I think it's mainly for getting super high and watching, mm-hmm. uh, which I am not against. Uh, it looks dope as shit. It really, <laughs> like, like everything I'm saying makes it sound like kind of insufferable. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the trailer. Like I saw a comparison to uh, Kung Fury and it's like, it really doesn't look like Kung Fury. It does, it's not like ironically funny or anything. No, not, I didn't get that uh, vibe at all. Yeah, no offense to Kung Fury, but I know some people are kind of sick of that. Um, this is like just really beautiful looking. Uh, just CGI. One of, the, one of the reviews put it really well is that it, like, it has retro 80s aesthetic, aesthetics, but like not any particular uh, okay. aesthetic. Uh, may I cut in? Okay. Yes, sure. <laughs> I have notes on this. Um, so Ooh. I'm looking at this uh, trailer, and uh, what I'm seeing is a bunch of. A, a, and you're right. Uh, there's no like seeming plot to this, uh, but what I'm seeing is a lot of visual stimulation, and it's highly yes. predicated on like this, like current would be kind of nostalgia vibe of like the sense of what the 80s were like this kind of vaporwave look you guys know what i'm talking about yeah where there's a yeah 100%. yeah where there's a lot of neon and most prominently magenta kind of neon color palettes um and i just want i just wanted to like nudge in and say about that look that vaporwave look that that's not what the 80s looked like tom you were you were alive in the 80s weren't you i was yeah yeah. no it's it's this is actually more like prog rock from the late 70s this is what it actually is what it actually is is this whole (laughs) vaporwave look this was literally predicated on on one specific graphic off of like a 1980s trapper keeper note binder that's like that's where the whole look comes from if you remember the 80s tom i do i was a kid then uh you know what the 80s looked like the 80s looked like the inside of any given kmart there were this 
Oh, gotta love the Kmart. There were no neon lights. There were no grids. There was no magenta glow. The the 80s looked like the 70s if you took away avocado and orange, left up a little bit of wood paneling, and then covered everything else. And then covered everything else in like a, a a tone of beige despair. There was nothing to the 80s. It was not a weird, colorful time. It wasn't. <laughs> That's not what the 80s looked like. And it it, it yeah. bugs me. I mean, it bugs me to no end I... that like this. It's like today's 20 year olds are getting a completely misinformed idea of what 80s nostalgia is because this whole vaporwave aesthetic, it ain't it. <laughs> hmm. I do distinctly remember in the 80s chasing a machine ghost through outer space. That's true. That did happen. Um, I thought that was a big thing that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, We dedicated a lot of resources to it. Well, yeah, okay, Uh, okay. So with my rant out of the way, yeah, let's actually talk about what's uh, in this movie. Because I think it sounds like it's a bunch of things to look at in sequence. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I think that's, that's I what think it comes that's down it, yeah. to. I think it's just like a psychedelic science fiction, maybe kind of with like a heavy metal vibe. That's what I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say it's like a uh, a less involved version of heavy metal. Heavy metal for the mm-hmm. new ages. Yeah. Yeah, which I, I, I'm never against. I think this will lead to a good, uh, hopefully lead to a good career. Except they ain't got John uh, Candy. For this director, writer. <laughs> That's true. They need to Did have. They need to throw John, John Candy? Candy in there. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know John Candy oh, was Jesus, in heavy yeah. metal. He is absolutely. He's I only seen heavy metal once. Yeah. I wasn't big on heavy metal. Yep. Yeah. So I guess people should just get. I don't know. Really, 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 really high and watch Blood Machines is my guess. Or not high. I think you'd still enjoy it. Yeah, it's just, it's um, like a real, I don't know. It's like sci-fi, neon, psychedelic trip. I think, I, I think as yeah. a production, it's, it's like very much responding to the modern aesthetic. If you're going to, like, because it seems like a nostalgia trip. I think that it seems like that's what they're going over. Or like going for it is it it does it is evocative of that yeah it it's it's like that, oh hey sure. Stranger Things eighties stuff uh, you know vaporwave things that are of the eighties that's a thing we can capitalize on so let's make that our aesthetic we'll do the vaporwave aesthetic and uh, you know wrap a movie around it and it's only going to be prescient. For this very specific time, I don't think this is going to be a thing that lasts. I think, now I haven't seen the whole film, uh, if the whole film is as quirky and as fun as something like Heavy Metal was back in the day, this may be another cult classic, but I'm not hanging my hat on it. I think this more is like a stepping stone for this creator. It's like a, yeah, uh, like it's like a demo reel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, shit. I had I mean, one more thing it. I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Hey, can we all, hey, can we all I watch had... it together? Like through the discord or yeah. whatever? I'd love to join in on that. Yeah. 
Yeah, we do, I don't see why yeah, not. We do we do movie nights with point. patrons on Friday. Fucking so. hey, I'm one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is weird. Tom, do you remember that? Oh, I figured out the name. I wanted to do an update on the Vast of Night. Yes. Speaking yeah. of sci-fi, mm-hmm. that's coming out like today. Yep. Uh, and that's I'm extremely excited about. Yes. Um, that's that's like a Area Fifty One alien throwback 50s movie um that i believe is coming out on is it going to be available on amazon i assume it's available on any streaming service but i i highly recommend people check out the trailer it's on prime video it's on prime video Mm -hmm. okay and it is out yeah and yeah uh, so that's that's a nice update that one i'm really Uh, excited for hey real quick as as, uh uh, a member of the audience. Um, I don't know anything about mm-hmm. this. It, like, sure. what is it? It's kind of like it's a take on War of the Worlds fifties UFO thrillers. Oh, yeah, and it was shot on a micro budget, but in a really like creative way. Like, there's a lot of talent behind it. Um, it's gotten a lot of good reviews. It's. I think it's kind of a slow burn. I believe it's about just a town in the fifties in in uh in middle America that's getting invaded in New Mexico. That's um that's like dealing with a a weird series of events around aliens. Yeah. Uh and it's it looks really oh, good. A. Yeah. And so I would uh, yeah, it's called The Vast of Night mm-hmm. and people should Check out the trailer if they right. haven't already. It's, curr- and, it's and, currently yeah. sitting at a ninety-three percent on Rotten Currently Tomatoes, writing so. it down. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Ninety-three percent. Yeah. Hot damn. With, uh, with ninety-one reviews, so it's not nothing. Fucking a. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think that's a sode. That's sode. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Jamie, thank you so much for being oh, on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? What do you want to tell oh, people about? Oh, uh, just the basic stuff. So go to Twitter. Go to at Jamie underscore French. And everything that you might want to know about me can be found from there. Cool. Okay. Dave, you want to tell, tell, you want to tell, tell them about what we got going on? Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> we have a we Patreon. Have uh, Patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed we have exclusive uh podcasts on there uh like tom and jeff watch batman and fox Mulder is a mania Fuck yeah so you can you can check those out you have my permission and my humble recommendation it's an amazing series nice. absolutely no oh, thank you All right. Um, we also have a store, tpublic.com slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed, where you can check out t-shirts, stickers, mugs, uh, masks. We have masks. Nice. Uh, posters. Uh, we got art. All sorts of stuff. You can check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I think that's it. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Hey, goodbye, everybody.
Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info. <laughs>